Let me tell you a story, said a mysteriously deep voice. And then there was white, nothing. But then a small boy named Anderson sat up rubbing his eyes. But the white stuck around. It was white everywhere and there was nothing else. And the sound of heavy footsteps and ferocious growls suddenly approached him from behind. And Anderson turned and saw that it was a very terrifying, very ferocious wolf, covered in blood, teeth bared and eyes shining. Hi, Anderson said. I didn't expect to see you out here. The wolf stopped. It breathed deeply and looked down at its claws and the blood all over them. It suddenly put those claws away and turned back to Anderson. It's been a long time since I've seen you, it said. What are you doing out here? Well, I'm looking for something, said Anderson, and I'm kind of afraid. And for the first time, the wolf smiled and laughed. It leapt close to Anderson and looked him right in the eyes. Anderson, it said. I'm definitely the scariest thing you're going to find out here, and you don't have to be afraid of me. Then it held out its hand and said, let's go. And Anderson took its hand, and it wasn't white anymore. It was trees and mountains and rivers. It was birds chirping and music in the air. It was the woods. So what are you looking for exactly? asked the wolf. Mm, I don't know, said Anderson as the two adventured. Just something to make me more brave, or become a cheetah, or run as fast as a pronghorn, or make it so I can live forever. Oh, said the wolf. Or make it so I can never go hungry, said Anderson. Oh, yeah, said the wolf. Or be really strong. That sounds good. Or make it so the trees grow up faster. Oh, that's cool. Or make it so I can turn invisible. Or make it so the animals can have whatever they want. You know, Anderson, the wolf said, at this point carrying the small boy on his back. I think I might know a guy with some answers. Okay, was all Anderson said, and the two went towards the rushing sounds of the river. And there was music, a flute singing notes gently, and it got louder and louder as the two got closer, and then they were there. I've only ever been here once, the wolf said quietly. And from across the river he spotted something. That's him, it said. And soon the two found themselves sitting on a log across from a very interesting-looking man. He had blue paint on his face and sticks for a crown. He held a staff and altogether had an air of wisdom. And he was called the Spirit Guide. So, said the wolf, ask him about the thing, Anderson. I want to make it so the sun never dies, Anderson said. Or that would make it so I have night vision. And the Spirit Guide looked at him intently. His eyes were bluer than blue, blue as the sky and the ocean and everything deep. What it sounds like to me you need is the Thunder Feather, he said. His voice was like the voice of trees and wind and rocks and streams. They come from Thunderbirds long ago, he said, and possessed great power. One exists. If you possessed this feather, you would have the power to do anything you want. So I can do anything? asked Anderson. And the spirit guide answered, you will have the power to overcome any obstacle and be anything. So I can make it so my ice cream never melts? Anderson asked. Yes, you can do any... Or I could live forever? Yes, you... And I could tell the future? Yes, you could do... Or I can, like, have superpowers and, like, stop anything that comes? Yes, you could do anything, the spirit guide said quickly. You don't have to be afraid of anything that comes your way. 
and then he looked at Anderson with those bluer-than-blue eyes. It's exactly what you need. And the boy and the wolf went back to the woods. But before they got too far, the voice of the spirit guide came back to them. Oh, and be careful, he said. There's a monster in these woods. And the two stopped for only a moment before they went onward. So I guess it looks like we've got to find a thunder feather, said the wolf. I wonder where we find one, Anderson said. I don't know, said the wolf. What do you think? Maybe we just, like, look under a rock and find a hole, Anderson said. Maybe, said the wolf. We could try that. Or maybe there's a... Wait. Wolf stopped. It sniffed the air suddenly. Something was wrong. Pirates, it yelled. And out of the trees the men with swords came. They were yelling and running and swinging their blades. The wolf bared its teeth and met them. It fought and bit and clawed, but there were too many of them, and the pirates wrestled it to the ground. One of them held a sword to its throat. Anderson took out his little knife and pointed it at everyone, but no one attacked him. And then he heard clapping. A man in a green coat wearing goggles and a hat was applauding. He walked up and took a staff with a bird's head from one of the pirates and leaned in close to Anderson's face. He was the captain. Excellent work, Anderson, the captain said. Let's talk. The man pointed at his staff. You see this, the Thunderbird? You know of it, right? Yeah, Anderson said. Do you know where the Thunderfeather is, the captain asked. Nope, Anderson told him. The captain opened his mouth but didn't say anything before he closed it again. You don't, he finally asked. No, said Anderson, but even if, I'm not going to hand it down to you bad guys. The captain let out an uncharacteristic squeak. Bad guys, he asked, then turned to his men. Do you hear this, really? And then turning back to Anderson, asked, And you think you're the good guy? Yeah, well, like, you steal gold, Anderson said. The captain was obviously not happy. Look, he said, I know you know where the Thunderfeather is, but if you don't comply, your friend here might not live to see that day. He pointed his staff straight into the wolf's face, who, of course, growled intensely. I'm going to give you until the count of one, and I'm not playing ga- And he had meant to say games, but he never did because there was a sound, a whizzing through the air, and a thud. The pirate holding the sword fell down with an arrow in his stomach. She's here, shouted one of the pirates as he took off. The captain was flustered. Her again, was all he said before the wolf got free and growled a huge growl. The pirates were gone. Then the wolf and Anderson turned around. A young, mysterious-looking girl walked towards them. She held a bow and had feathers in her hair. Anderson and the wolf noticed something about her, something they couldn't describe, but it was a good something powerful and beautiful. Greetings. My name is Ziggy, Avenger of Beasts, the girl said. I want you to meet the lost boys and girls. Come, run with me. Then she turned around and walked away. Anderson and the wolf followed. The girl ducked under an overturned tree and motioned for Anderson to follow. The wolf stopped. She seems cool, it said. Yeah, Anderson replied. I think you should go with her, said the wolf. What about you, asked Anderson. Don't worry about me, said the wolf. I'm not going very far. You'll be safe. Where are you going, Anderson asked. I think I'm going to go eat some pirates, said the wolf. That made Anderson laugh. Have fun, he said. Oh, I will, said the wolf, and he bounded off through the trees. And Anderson followed Ziggy, and she led him to a place with boys and girls that were like him. They didn't speak, and they didn't say hello. They just ran, and Anderson ran with them. They ran through the trees and the leaves and the rivers and the mountains. They ran through the day and the dusk and the sun sunk low and they still ran. And the wolf ran too. He ran and the pirates ran from him. And it was night. 
and on an old creaking ship far away, a very breathless captain found himself with his very tired crew, finally resting from a very long run. I think we lost them, the captain said. I, said one of the pirates, the other pirate, the older one, was silent. He was silent for a long time. What? the captain asked. Well, here's the deal, captain, the old pirate finally said. You remember Tattoo Jack? We lost him about a week ago. And a greasy Jim got cut into like eight or nine different pieces. I mean, we're still out there looking for parts of him. And just earlier today, Shoeless Jim shot by an arrow, and he's gone. And it seems like all you can think of lately is tracking down this stupid thunder chicken. Is your heart with us, Captain? There was a moment. One of those moments where no one speaks, and each one is waiting for maybe the other to say something. Listen, the captain finally said. I am saddened by the loss of Shoeless Jim. I can never forget about Greasy Joe or Tattoo Jack. How did I not see this before? He took off his hat and knelt down by the old pirate and took his hands. You guys are all I have left, said the captain. I care for you guys now more than ever. Thank you, captain, the pirate said. And with that, the captain felt better. He stood up and looked at his men. But now we must get the Thunderfeather. Are you guys with me? Aye, said a pirate. Aye, said another. Aye, captain. We be there for you, said the old pirate. And the sun slowly began to rise. And it found Anderson with Ziggy and the Lost Kids. And they still played and they still ran and they still laughed. Only it was a bit quieter, as if they knew something was coming. And they gave Anderson a sword. And then something happened that has never really been explained. There was a voice, and no one really knew where that voice came from because of what the voice said. Pirates! And then the pirates burst from the trees and surrounded all the lost kids and Ziggy and Anderson before they could get away. And the old pirate said, Thought you could escape us again, didn't you? And the captain smiled. And he walked up to the kids and once again took off his goggles and looked them in the eye. Where's the Thunderfeather? he asked. And Anderson didn't answer. He turned to the old pirate who shouted, ah, and poked forward with his sword. Okay, no more jokes, said the captain. Where's the Thunderfeather? And then Anderson said simply, really, I don't know. And then the captain was not happy. Actually, he wasn't happy at all, and he opened his mouth to say the worst thing he had yet said to Anderson, but it never came out. Because there was a sound, a terrible, deep, rumbling sound. And immediately the captain looked behind him, and in the darkness of the trees, something big started to rise up. Ah, run, run, help, said the captain over his shoulder because he was already running away. And the pirates were gone, but the lost kids were still there. And so was the thing in the woods. And it rose up and rose up until it was very tall and it began to move forward. And it was dark and black and made more of those terrifying noises. And it got closer to the lost kids and they all quickly got behind Anderson and Anderson stood tall and he faced it. And again, suddenly everything was white and there was nothing except for Anderson and the beast. You're right, said Anderson. You are the scariest thing in the world, but I don't have to be scared of you. And then a kind and gentle voice said, no, you don't. Let's go find your feather. And it was the wolf. And the wolf took Anderson's hand once again, and they walked away into their next adventure. 
the end.